How do you do? Mr. Carl Emily feels it would be a little unkind to present this picture without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to... Uh, well, we've warned you. Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the tropes and trends of the horror genre. This is episode 146, and if you didn't pick up on it from that clever opener, we're talking about Frankenstein tonight. This is Mike Campbell. Frankenstein. And I am Frankenstein, and I'm joined <laughs> by... monster. <laughs> Eric Lee. And... Liz Williams. All right, so here, just to start us off, uh, are you guys, I know a lot of people like, um, you know, like a lot of like soccer fans like hate hate the fact that people refer to soccer as soccer and they don't call it football. Are you okay calling the Frankenstein monster Frankenstein? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For okay. this, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that it is. I know some people like, they're like, no, 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 Frankenstein's monster is not Frankenstein. It's, right. It's the monster. the monster. Right. He's the monster. He's not Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein's doctor. the doctor. It's Victor von Frankenstein. But you're okay with that. I am. I think it's it, you're it's, forgiving. Yeah, and and I think that it's so embl- uh, buried in the culture. Yeah, you know. Oh, yes. for sure, for sure. That, oh my that, god. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's Frankie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've, you know, I you know from from a little kid, it is one of the f- very first monsters you know. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Dra- yep, yep. Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, and it right. comes in your uh, your your Frankenberries. Right. Uh, you, you get <laughs> you find out you you start to recognize that these are uh, these one time scary monsters are now kind of the lovable mm-hmm. um, archetypes. But they they you know the if, if you look at the 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 types or the or the tropes of of uh, uh, the Frankenstein monster it's it's essentially it's a it's it's a mad science experiment sure mm-hmm. right and and uh in addition to so just for for everybody who who was listening on the at the intro uh that is edward van sloan who is um who plays van helsing in right. dracula he's also it, he's he, he plays a role in frankenstein uh, he usually plays his play he's, he's in he's a universal player and 1931's he, 1931's frankenstein yeah and and so he steps out in front of the velvet curtain and does an announcement because this is, you know, one of the very first talkies, talkie horror movies. Right. And it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. Uh, started launched a genre because it was so successful. Launched the career of Boris Karloff. Yep. Uh, and um, uh, James Whale, and it it, it was it it. it and and every twenty to thirty years, no, actually more like twenty years, you, you get someone tries to take another crack at the at the foundational story, and mm-hmm. and so it, and it's clearly it's not a zombie movie, right? Uh, and, and right. And I think uh, you know it's a, usually a singular creation of cobbled parts of dead bodies brought to life yep. through electricity, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and and in one of the great bits. That is in front of the Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. You have Elsa Lanchester, who plays not just the Bride. Famously, right. she's the Bride with that wonderful hairdo and the, mm-hmm. the shock and the and the scream, where you only see her actually for ten, you know, five minutes maybe. Yeah, in the whole movie. Uh, but she also opens up, and she's playing Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Yeah, and she has this quote in in there. It says, "My publishers did not see that my purpose was to write." did not see that my purpose was to write a moral lesson of the punishment that befell upon mortal men who dared to emulate God. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was really, and that was, you know, that really was what, what Shelley was, was trying to do at the time. It was yeah. not about, you know, it's like 
you know, bring bring the 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 a monster to life, but it right. was playing God. Right. And right. So you know, I think that's you know. Now the, have, the, did the, you the, the, have the you read theme. Frankenstein? Uh, I have. I when I was I have in, too. Yeah, when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had and, to read to read it in like my first year in college. Right. Yeah. Um. And and I know, love the book. Yeah. I think the book is. Yeah. I think the book is still a a lasting, lasting great piece of literature. Right. I love the thirty one movie. Yeah. I you know and I love and I love Bride of Frankenstein. I think that right. both that the two of those together are, you know, universally. Yeah. No pun intended. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> um, you know, classics. Yeah. And, and 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 they should be. And you know, and I think one of the other things that's lasting about Frankenstein, and I think this is uh, because of Boris Karloff. Is that he's sympathetic? He's the sympathetic monster. Sure, mm-hmm. he's still a killer, right? But it's like you know when there, there's moments in the in the thirty one film where Fritz starts hitting him with a torch. It's like don't hit. And it's probably actually, you know, uh, Dwight Fry actually yeah. hitting Boris Karloff with a lit torch because right, right, at right. that time there was like the the stuntman yeah. kind of things like yeah, yeah, go, yeah. go go go. Like, we'll, we'll put some put some water on on his outfit and you just hit him with a torch and he'll be fine. Uh, but you know it, it, the that he would he would he would snarl and growl and swing at things but he was he was a dopey kind of somewhat lovable monster who would get scary at a moment's notice like I, 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 I think it's um and and that and that that he's become lovable to generations later kind of like Godzilla right well and so i would argue this i think there is no more recognizable horror character on the planet ever made than Frankenstein. I think and I Probably. think and I think the Frankenstein story at its most pure is probably the most pure embodiment of I mean this is like the the Black Sabbath of heavy metal, right? Everything yeah. em, everything emanates from Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. right? right? I think mm-hmm. everything emanates from I don't think it emanates from Dracula because that's its own that's its own jam. I think however everything in horror emula- emanates from Frankenstein. Hmm. And I think it is also probably the greatest foundational piece to horror. It is my all that said. It is my least favorite of all the horror movies, Frankenstein of the of the the of all horror movies, like of the all, old ones, all of, of them, them, the classics, all yeah. of them, hundred percent, all of them. I totally dislike it, even though I understand that Frankenstein is such an important and recognizable character throughout all of wow. horror. It is my least least favorite. I am so uninterested in the Frankenstein story. I would agree with you on that. And yet you were the one who said we should do Frankenstein. And I was the one that said we should challenge ourselves. And <laughs> oh, do Frankenstein. you're the one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, clocking in, I counted, I counted, I mean, there was a couple different lists online you could find of Frankenstein movies, and I think there's probably probably even more than I found, but I counted upwards of 70 plus mm-hmm. uh, Frankenstein films. With, with actually the name Frankenstein in it. With the name Frankenstein in it. In fact, there's a there's even a podcast that I listened to a little bit. Uh, shout out to the Frankencast podcast. <laughs> uh, they they deal exclusively with deep dive into individual Frankenstein movies. And wow. I, I did listen to one of their introductory podcasts where they were kind of talking mm-hmm. about why they are so interested in Frankenstein. It was for many of the reasons you just, you know, discussed how, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's God versus man, it's man's inhumanity to man, it's the weird and perverse relationship between, you know, Igor and Frankenstein and, mm-hmm. you know, bullying aspects and, you know, right. and and how we treat the marginalized in society and I mean on and on and on and on. Uh which I think those are all great and fascinating things. Yep. I just think Frankenstein yep. movies are boring as hell. Oh. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> for most of them cuz they're the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you that the 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 ones that I have picked would not qualify as boring. Mm. Mine aren't either, but yeah. mine are also not traditional Frankenstein. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah, curious yeah. To, to to hear what Liz says. I, I'm I'm sort of got I've got uh, uh, a, a couple of, of Lincoln back bills in my pocket, re- ready for <laughs> Liz to to pull out what I'm suspecting she might pull out. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think for me. Um, I, I love the, you know, the, 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 the universal movies I have, uh, I have a love for the old universal movies yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As, and, and, um, not, you know, it's not that they're, that they're scary, but the, I mean, and at the time they, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, the, the, the times they are a change and back right. in 1930 mm-hmm. that people found it 
found the concept frightening and right. and you know it's it's interesting that that they would do some very clever things about how how they shot the movie um where Boris Karloff is only about 6 foot 1 yeah right but he's got they put him on you know on platform shoes they gave him additional head height with the kind of the the the, the Jack Pierce makeup mm-hmm. so he became like 6 5 and they and the actors who played against him were 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 smaller and so right. he looked enormous and then he they would he would be showing uh signs of um uh, of great strength by breaking out of chains and stuff like that and making him like he's big big scary monster but mm-hmm. a lot of those kinds of techniques that that they would use in the the castle and the storm and mm-hmm. and and all and the electricity and and it's alive it's alive you know that that is that is awesome i it love is. i it love the, right. the colin clive stuff um but it it ain't scary right <laughs> not, not, not not in the least nowadays right 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 um, right so i think Frankenstein can be a, a problematic character because of 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 its his place sort of within within popular culture. Um, it's the, you think I, you I, think it's because he's, he's like too ubiquitous to be scary anymore. Well, you know that they've tried R-rated versions of it, yeah, um, and you know that that they can make him more violent. Um, I right. have seen I, I one of mine I have is a modernization that I thought was done exceptionally well. Okay, uh, but it is not. Called Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, I think if if you do if you take a run down the list, and we were sort of talking about it a little bit before, uh huh. Um, about you know the the time so that so when I'm when I'm looking at the major releases of Frankenstein, uh huh, and how often they get done. So there's the nineteen there's the nineteen ten Frankenstein, which very few people have seen. Right. It was thirty thirty one uh, whale production Curse yeah. of Frankenstein, nineteen fifty seven, which is the Hammer Fisher movies okay you have young frankenstein which is mel brooks yeah um which is still a straight up yeah. frankenstein story yeah yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. frankenstein unbound in 1990 which is roger corman you get mary shelley's frankenstein 1994 with brana yeah uh you got victor frankenstein 2015 which is the harry potter uh right <laughs> uh, right right right, right. Uh, 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 mcguigan film uh-huh. and then they also came out with one that i haven't seen and I didn't realize that until actually I was cobbling some of my notes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one called Frankenstein in 2015 by uh, with the director Rose. Okay, so, uh, would be interesting. But everybody wants to take a crack at it because it's such a well known thing. But I don't think none of them have been like off the charts successful. Unlike say right. redoing vampire movies, there's been sort of this. I think uh, uh, the, the 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 recontextualizing the vampire movies. Has been very successful, and I think werewolf movies have graduated. And, mm-hmm. and if you look at Shape of Water compared to Creature from the Black Lagoon, all those Universal yeah, yeah. monsters, they come back. Invisible Man came out and had yeah, an yeah. awesome Invisible yeah. Man a couple of years ago. Well, so I think I think as I was saying before, I think the reason why people want to take a crack at it is because it really is a foundation. It is the most foundational piece of horror. Yeah, and like you will find no greater piece. That that really represents horror than Frankenstein. I I think that it just it just dawned on me like a, a rough equivalent would be Frankenstein is to horror movies what Superman is to uh, I think superhero movies. I think or at a certain as point, Black or, Sabbath is to heavy okay. metal. Yeah, I, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, well, I mean, in, in in the fact that sometimes I think it's very very hard to tell a good Superman story because oh right 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 it's been, it, it's yeah. like it, it, it's, it's been, been done it's too been, many times. It's, yeah, it's yeah. worn it's kind of worn out. And how do you how do you keep that story fresh? Exactly. Uh, and then sometimes if you monkey with it too much, you get people who go, "That's not Superman." Right. And same thing with right. Frankenstein. It's like, well, you know, it's like. We were just talking about an intellectualized Frank uh, Robert De Niro Frankenstein, which right. seemed to be too far off base for what the Frankenstein's monster is. And he doesn't look like Frankenstein. Yeah, he just looks right. like a guy with a head contusion. Yeah. Robert De Niro in like right. a dirty coat. Yeah, yeah Robert De Niro in a dirty, <laughs> dirty coat with stitches on his head is not Frankenstein. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so try again. Try again. Mr. Brana. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with with that, let's get let's get rolling into. Yeah. Sort of where should we actually yeah. start with Frankenstein? Okay, I think, these okay. are the ni- these are the nine movies to start uh, with. Well, let me not l- the ones you listed. Let me the ones ask. We're gonna throw out both of you. Did either of you pick the thirty the thirty one the thirty one Frankenstein or the Bride of Frankenstein? Nope. And no. nope. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, uh, a note to everybody, and this includes Liz. Yeah. <laughs> watch. I haven't seen it. Yeah. The, watch the James Whale. 
movies. I'll never see it. <laughs> no, it's like it's like if I, I I will watch Martyrs if you watch the two Frankenstein movies. Deal. Well, so as, the, as the, the mayor of Trope Town, you can compel us right. to Deal. do. Deal. Mayor, 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 mayor of Trope Town puts out an edict, <laughs> you know, and it's. And I think that what you have to do is you have to want you know the, of course when you're watching a movie of, of that era you have to understanding what a movie of that era appreciate it for what it was sure not what that's not up against what, I can't what you do. yeah what, 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 <laughs> that's my problem yeah, yeah. all Liz, right well Liz, Liz, Liz where do, where do we start before 1980 yeah, yeah. Liz where do we oh, start no, yeah. where do I'm we start with start Frankenstein yeah with kids of course yeah of course because <laughs> I'm gonna pick the newest entry in the Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Okay, but yeah. Frankenstein yep. has a very big part in this one. So, <laughs> wait, is this, this is the one that just came out? Yeah. It just came out. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> Hotel Transylvania is a hotel for monsters run by Drac, Dracula. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally voiced by Adam Sandler, but not in this movie. He is Aww. voiced by a guy named Brian Hall. Um, and in the castle, we've got our standard. You know, we've got Van Helsing, we have Wayne the werewolf, we have Griffin, who's the invisible man, we have Murray the ancient mummy, and of course we have Frank, uh, <laughs> who was voiced by Kevin James in the first ones, but now it's an actor named Brad Abrell. And in this chapter, through all sorts of shenanigans, all of the monsters get turned into humans with a crystal ray gun. And oh, that's right, yes, yes. Who kind of looks like like an ugly monster with the block head and like the kind of crew cut haircut turns into this like super suave, good looking guy with fancy <laughs> hair gums, just obsessed with like taking selfies and how good he looks. And he's the only one who doesn't really want to turn back into a monster. <laughs> but, but then they have to go on a you know journey to find the crystal to put into the ray gun to turn them back. So right. it's silly. Your kids will love it. It's very dumb. But Hotel hey. Transylvania has had it's been it's this been consistently good. Hasn't, it's consistently hasn't it? good. This is the last one. It also has a series. It's cute. I mean, it's Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Keegan Michael Key, Jim Gaffigan, Steve Buscemi, David Spade. It's Fran Drescher. It's big Fran names. Fran Drescher. <laughs> and yeah, he Fran, plays uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So it's huge names. It's fun. It's fun for your kids. And that's about as much monster stuff that I want to watch. Yeah, you know, I'm not a creature feature guy. I'm not a Universal yeah. Monsters fan. So this is <laughs> this is where I start. I, I just watched this and I was yeah, I was shocked at how many how many great voices there were and, and like Steve, Steve like it, as soon as Steve Buscemi came on, I was like, Oh my god, that's Steve Buscemi. I can't believe yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi is in this film. This is nuts. And yeah. my favorite, of course, is Van Helsing, though, and his weird little, I don't know. He's like half robot. I, I don't right. know. I don't oh, remember how that yeah, happened yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Jim Gaffigan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. And, hey, you said it's the first monster that kids will recognize. Well, absolutely. keeping up with it. All the kids will recognize these classic universal monsters. And if you're going to get into scary movies, you got to start somewhere and – I, yeah, These Hotel Transylvania gross. is a is a terrific uh, boarding uh, uh, on uh, boarding ramp for for kids yeah, for yeah, little kids for kids. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so I'm I'm going. I'm going at the opposite end of the spectrum. This is a film when it came out it was rated X, Ooh. rated X oh, by the MPAA wow. because of its explicit sexuality and yeah, violence. This is, this is, I think I know what this, this is. This is Andy, yeah. Warhol's Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein. Now I did do a little bit of research because I was trying to figure out. Uh, the film is actually directed by Paul Morrissey, uh, who went on to do the, the Dracula one, and he did some other stuff with uh, Joe uh, D'Alessandro. But I was like, what the hell did, like, I think Andy Warhol was just kind of like. Just like came out of Factory, huh? Like, Yeah, he was. it was all the Factory people, and Andy Warhol was like kind of hanging around. So they were like, let's call it Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. Uh, even though the title, um, the title Frankenstein appeared on the print itself, um, it was yeah in in uh, I think in West Germany and the United States it was ultimately released as Andy Warhol's 
Frankenstein. Right. So this is the 1973 horror film directed by Paul Morrissey, as I mentioned. It's got Udo Kier, Joe, Joe D'Alessandro, and it, it involves Baron Udo. von Frankenstein, who neglects his duties towards his wife, sister, which is super weird. <laughs> and he is, obs- he, is obs- he is obsessed with creating the perfect Serbian race to obey his commands, beginning with the perfect female and perfect male parts, but he... Um, he has all these uh, obviously very weird sexual urges that he uh, oftentimes utilizes the surgical uh, wounds of the female creation to satisfy his sexual urges, which is just as gross as it sounds. But he is dissatisfied with the productions of Frankenstein that he's created, and he is looking for a male creation uh, with a uh, the perfect head uh, and that the, the would also have the perfect... Uh, uh, libido and would also have the perfect, correct uh, Serbian shape uh, to the nose hmm. <laughs> to create the master race because he yeah. wants to breed the male Frankenstein and the female That's Frankenstein. Right. And it is just as wild, just as crazy as you would think it is. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, Joe D'Alessandro did uh, the. Um, uh, the blood for uh, blood for Dracula, which was which was the latter one, but this one is it, it's actually like if you're looking for gore, if you're looking for something a little weird, and you know, granted, this came out just a little bit before uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it came out about two years before Rocky Horror Picture Show. It has a lot of the same kind of feels and quality to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, in terms of the, the the gender bending and and a lot of the weird sexuality and whatnot. This is a, it's a, I think it's a great film. I think it's a really, really great film. It's an interesting take on, uh, it's an interesting take on Frankenstein. And I think the fact that they went down this path where they sort of like, you know, Frankenstein was not somebody who was out to, to try to do good, which is really the Mary Shelley story Mm -hmm. that to try to correct the wrongs of Mm -hmm. mortality, uh, but in this case, Frankenstein is trying to create the master race, which is right. really, you know, <laughs> it's, kinda, it's yeah. pretty despicable. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty interesting way to get around at it. Um, and a, a lot of people took a lot, several movie reviewers took this as Paul Morrissey's take on sort of like countercultural sex revolutionaries. And this, this whole thing was really uh, an indictment of hippie culture. Which I thought was kind of interesting, and I guess if you really stretched it, you could you could say that. And that's probably the only time you will hear the Frankenstein tag being used as a, a countercultural uh, sex critique of hippie culture. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. pro- probably, <laughs> uh, but I do recommend it. It's really great. It is showing right now on Shutter, and there is even a 3D version of it where the guts come like. Uh, in several scenes, uh, the guts come flying out at you. So if you are a fan of gore, this has, a, which for a 1973 movie, oh my God, it has got a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of gore. Well, that was, you know, at a time when, uh, and particularly when they were willing to go X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that right. was like, all right, right. let's just go for it. Right. Although this is this is my this is my biggest knock on the film, and much much like how in the Kenneth Frank and Br- Sex, and no, how the, in, <laughs> with the Kenneth Kenneth Branagh. Uh, the Kenneth Branagh version of Frankenstein has, you know, um, Robert De Niro as Frankenstein, which is really not that great. Joe, Joe D'Alessandro, uh, where every everyone else in the film is sort of like Eastern European, and Joe D'Alessandro is this like guy from uh, this this guy from New York, this tough guy, and he, he <laughs> and he talks like he, that's how he talks. He says, you know, you you, for, you know, forget about it, <laughs> and they don't bother to like try to correct his accent or try to incorporate that accent. It's like, Nope, that's, that's who he is. And that's it's what he's probably do- worse. He probably couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. What's up with you, Frankenstein? All right. <laughs> so yes, Andy Warhol's uh, Frankenstein, 1973. All right. Well, I am going to go with a movie that actually, that I saw on the festival circuit, uh, circuit pack in 2019. Oh, uh, I know what it is. The, both yeah, me too. In, in, um, it played at Overlook, and it also played at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Larry Fessenden production, Depraved, yeah. which is a modern yep. retelling of Frankenstein. Really, really well done. It preserves all the empathy and of the source material while making it more sophisticated and nuanced uh, on, than, than the classic tale. So... Uh, it is. It is certainly. It's a 2019 uh, 
film. It's a jaded era where little shocks viewers and something uh, as timeless as the tale of Frankenstein's maniacal attempts to redefine life and death have lost their power. Fessenden, the hardest working man in the horror business, has reimagined this tale and given it a, a new brain, but it still remains the heart of uh, of the Shelley the Shelley tale. So you're introduced to a couple of young lovers, Alex and Lucy, uh, as they part ways for the evening, and Alex gets jumped and um, murdered, uh, and then the screen fades to black. Um, we are then introduced to our Frankenstein. Uh, he's a creature of stitched together body parts who will soon be dubbed Adam uh, by his doctor, who is Henry and Henry Frankenstein. They don't actually call him Frankenstein in the film, so it's just uh, Dr. Henry. Um, and uh, Adam crawls off the surgery table and he looks in the mirror and he sees a stranger. So he's got Alex's old brain in a new body. Um, and he starts off little more than an automaton. Uh, sort of still major motor motor functions not really there and so he's you know and and Henry gives him wooden puzzles and children's books to try and and restart his his intellect um and eventually Adam starts to recover his humanities at least some of it he recovers some speech and physically he's really he's progressing fantastically uh, he's become an ace ping pong player, and he just uh, he's he's just he also is put together out of some uh, a very fit uh, like a soldier's body, right? Uh, but he still has the mind of a child, though he's beginning to get flickering flashbacks from his life, yeah. uh, his, his previous life, and so this um, is not the. Uh uh, he starts out Frankenstein. <laughs> he, he starts. Out, he, he he is he, he's very quiet. Yeah, uh, and he. Speaks and he's monosyllabic for early sure. on, but he's you know that he's going through this training. Um, he does unlike sort of the classic uh, abnormal brain, right, right, that, right. That the criminal, yeah, is criminal burden with criminal brain. He wasn't the, he wasn't given the right. mind of a psychotic criminal, sure. Um, but his brain was damaged, so he has to relearn his morals and his ethics. Okay. Uh, and and though Henry is not a raving lunatic like Colin Clive's original Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. he's a man with issues. He was a former army medic from the wars in Afghanistan. He still suffers from post-traumatic stress syndrome. So he is doing this to try... He, he's, he's using Adam as an experiment to try and save his comrades who he lost from mm-hmm. from 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 more uh, right. worthy cause again you were mentioning this yeah. before that, that that classically a lot of this stuff was like trying to create this monster for good right uh and then he's he's got a buddy named Polidori if you watch if you know your your Frankenstein lore yeah. mm-hmm. Polidori shows up in Bride of Frankenstein and is the sort of uh a, a, a wicked unethical right, right, right. Uh, mentor to Dr Frankenstein we got that again here, but this guy, this Joshua Leonard, who's in the Blair Witch Project, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Um, uh, but he's he's a money man and a financier and a big cheerleader, going, "We can make a lot of money at this." Yeah, yeah. Um, and once he realizes that Adam is beginning to actually have be able to have normal conversations, uh, but he's still kind of messed up. Um, eventually, though. He still hasn't developed his ethics and his morals. His brain hasn't developed. His emotional core hasn't developed. Right. And there are moments where, like, he gets that that Polidori will take him out because he's he's still scarred. He looks like a scar. Like he's got you know st- yeah, stitches. Yeah. His body's he's, even though he's 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 cut. He's still kind of he clearly cobbled together from other people. Right. He go they go out and he he get, goes out in public, and then he he manages to go out and he gets a date with. A woman, and he's not ready for it. Frankenhooker, and he kills her, right? <laughs> and it's like it's very not Frankenhooker, not not Frankenhooker. No, want a date? Uh, no. Uh, so th- you know, he's it's he 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 is then therefore sort of out of technically he's out of control. Yeah, because he's 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 left. He he's managed to get out. They don't know that he's out. They're trying to find him when they they, they get him back, and uh, things. Things just snowball from that point, and he right. realizes that he's being what what they're that that he's being used, 
and he's gonna and then he becomes then then vengeance is on and right. it's it's a very well, sophisticated you know, take. You know, it's funny uh, it's funny you say all that because we did we didn't even talk about that. I mean, amongst all the other million pieces and parts of the Frankenstein lore mm-hmm. is the revenge piece, and that is really mm-hmm. co- core to the whole thing because Frankenstein kind of takes on this like Mother Nature like mm-hmm. metaphorical aspect where you know you want to mess with God, you want to play God. Then, yep. then revenge will be had, right. and 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 science is going to yep. come back and bite you in the ass. And it always, and that's what happens to uh, uh, Victor Frankenstein in the first yep. film. Is yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. he gets they get caught in the windmill, the windmill catches fire, they yeah. they both burn down in this conflagration. Right. In this case, it's sort of it. it, it there's a similar situation where yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Frank uh, 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 the Henry is uh, Henry's on the run and. And and Adam goes out and he he's going to track him down yeah. and and enact his own version of justice. Um, the other thing that actually is common to a lot of Frankenstein movies and which is a great one of my all another great fa- favorite trope is pitchforks and torches. Oh hell get, yeah! Get the monster! Hell the, the, yeah! The, the, the town the town rising up and so yeah. that there's you know that there is there's always that that kind of a risk here with you know the public finding out and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's do you think do you think do you think the film would have been better had it been called Frankenstein Depraved or actually had the name Frankenstein mm. in it? I'm I no, think No, I would say no. I, I would say I, I think it, this is one for people to 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 discover and find out about. Okay. I, I don't think cuz well, I, I think I think it gets I think it gets That's why we're here. I think it gets I think I think it would be too much of a burden to, yeah. to actually do Agreed. that. Agreed. If you put Frankenstein in it, you're going to turn some people off. Yeah, because I think that True. people that, that the expectations and this is a um, it's a serious take. There's not, yeah. you know, we're, and he's not Adam's not lovable, but he's symp- he's he's a sympathetic monster because he's done. Yeah. It's, and 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 the other thing is that he he still has memories of his old girlfriend. Right. And mm-hmm. he wants to visit his old girlfriend, but he doesn't look like he used to. He's a different yeah. guy, and he's a mon- he's, he's he's this cobbled together monster, and he kind of right. knows it. And that's that is an emotional sure. chasm for him. And it's right, just right, right. so the, 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 there's there's a lot of interesting takes going on here, and it resolves them all very nicely. I gave this four and a half stars. This was a great. It was I, good. I, I, yeah, I thought okay. I thought it was great. So yeah. that's that all is right. depraved. All right, from 2019. All right, Liz, what's your number two? Okay, my number two is. Gothic, the 1986 British psychological Ooh. horror film by Ken Russell about the creation of, or the weekend that is supposedly where <laughs> the uh, Frankenstein yeah. book came from. So this That's is my right. way of avoiding watching Frankenstein <laughs> movies. Uh, okay, so this is, of course, about what they call like the haunted weekend. So... Mm. Rumor has it that Lord Byron, mm-hmm. Percy Shelley, his wife Mary Shelley, and her sister uh, Claire Claremont went out to Lord Byron's mansion, the Villa Diodati in Geneva, and the course of the weekend took a bunch of drugs and had a little bit of a competition <laughs> to scare each other and come up with horror stories. And that out of this weekend came... Frankenstein, which she wrote when she was about 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, Dr. Polidori, who is Lord Byron's actual doctor, wrote a story called The Vampire, which some people say is really the first uh, documented modern vampire story. Nice. So... Uh, this is a Ken Russell film from the 80s, so it looks like Ken Russell film from the 80s. (laughs) Uh, If you are familiar with Devils, uh, he also did... The Who's Tommy. He did yeah. Altered State. Yep. All have a look. And it is very 80s. Also, this stars Julian Sands as Percy Shelley. So he's a pinnacle of 80s uh, kind of art horror movies. Yep. Uh, Gabriel Byrne is Lord Byron. And Natasha Richardson is Mary Shelley. So the ha- soundtrack is by Thomas Dolby. To, oh, to my God. Science. Yeah, science. science. <laughs> Literally, science. It's Blinded alive. Science. <laughs> and it's a. I just rewatched it uh, today, and it is a bizarre little film. But it's all Ken Russell movies are bizarre it, films. Oh my god! Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, also, the way they set it up is it opens up in the '80s with people on a tour of the villa. And then it goes, you know, kind of like back into the <laughs> <laughs> into the weekend, and then closes with 
people uh, at, on the tour learning about what the fate of these um, poets and authors. So if you want to fictionalize a view of what yeah. really happened, they were all together in right. the weekend. Two of these big, uh, you know, gothic novels came out of it. And, but I don't know how much sex and drugs they were really doing and things like that. So maybe, but it's Ken Russell. So there's going to be definitely more in the film. Right. Than right. What right. Yeah, the, what was the, 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 uh, the Nosferatu movie that, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That these old movies, sometimes actually the stories behind the stories, right. Are more are, fascinating yeah, they than become, the yeah, movie. Because you, again, the, you're so adjusted to what the fundamentals of, of, of these old classic monster movies that you kind of right. like, let's, 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 let's take a look behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and there's been some other, um, you know, shows or movies and books about the haunted weekend, and I always just think that's kind of fascinating. But you have this group of people, and then, yeah. you know, this one they say, "Hey, try to scare me," and that's what she comes up with after. Yeah, because I, I think it was a movie called Mary Shelley. Yeah, yeah. Right, they right, touch right, on right. it in Mary Shelley. Yep, they yep. touch on it in. Um, there's one called The Haunted Summer. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, because that's really it. Gothic, I need to see Mary Shelley. For gothic I horror, I mean, this is what uh, I think eighteen fifteen or something like that. Uh, eighteen eighteen is yeah. when the book was published. Right. And so that might put that. So they were together in like eighteen sixteen is when this yeah. weekend was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, it's the it's all. Yeah, sort of the l luxuriant in that that, yeah. that 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 era. So yeah, fascinating. I haven't seen that, although I've, it's oh, worth a watch. I, I but it's bizarre. Yeah. You gotta yeah. see Gothic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mike. All right. Uh, this is a 1944, uh, 1944 American horror film that's got The Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Hunchback, and a mad scientist. This be this began. Uh, Universal uh, had all these horror properties, and they initially planned to do a film called The Chamber of Horrors. But uh, several using all basically all of their horror themed characters, and then it all sort of came together in The House of Frankenstein with Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney, and John Carradine. Nice. Yeah, hmm. all of them together. Uh, so the film involves uh, Dr. Gustav Neiman, who escapes from prison, and he promises uh, to create a body, a body, a new body for his uh, his his uh, his poor assistant Daniel. And uh, the two murder um, basically a sideshow proprietor and steal the corpse of Count Dracula after. After uh, disposing of the corpse of Count Dracula, they go to the ruins of Castle Frankenstein, where they find Frankenstein's monster and Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, <laughs> um, who, are, who just happened to be <laughs> who just happened to be preserved in the castle. Sure. Uh, Neiman <laughs> he thaws them with the promises, uh, more promises, because he's he's already promised that he's going to give this guy this one guy a new body, but he also promises. Uh, Larry Talbot uh, to cure him of the werewolf curse when in fact he has no intentions of curing him of the werewolf curse all he has the intentions of doing are getting at the now thawed Frankenstein monster body so that he can do additional experiments and truly take off from where Dr. Frankenstein once left his experimentation I mean this thing is like cram packed Full of monsters, as I say, it's you know Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney, and mm -hmm. John Carradine. I mean, you couldn't. And it, this is this mm -hmm. is not a, a lot of people. I think when they think about John Carradine, they think about like 60s, 70s John Carradine, who was like mm -hmm. who yeah. was like really addled and probably out of his mind, drunk. Right. This is a much <laughs> much earlier, much more well reposed right. John Carradine, and you you're getting Lon Chaney and Boris Karloff at the at their height. Yeah. It, it's a great film, and it really. I mean, it's it's got it all. It, it yeah. literally has it all. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie, <laughs> save save for maybe Cabin in the Woods, that the, had the so many goddamn so many. Yeah, so many goddamn monsters thrown yeah. into a single. It's film. the destroy all monsters version of the classic Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is my number two, House of Frankenstein, nineteen forty four. 
All right. So my number two is um, this is Frankenstein at potentially its bloodiest. Uh, Ooh. This is Ooh, um, yeah, man. something called Frankenstein's Army from 2013. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I what? I'm... I turned this off because it was Russian. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> in, in protest. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for that, Putin. Good for you, Liz. Uh, yeah. So Good this for is, you. This is a film directed by Richard Raphorst. Um, and yes, in the dying days of World War II, a battalion of Russian soldiers is lured into the secret lab of a deranged scientist and forced to face off against an army of horrific flesh and metal war machines. This is like, one of the things that we actually haven't stated is that in the popular vernacular, that when someone says I'm Frankensteining something, yeah, that means I'm cobbling it together of used pieces and parts, and in and this, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's right, <laughs> and so and, and it's like it, it is kind of shoddy workmanship, and uh, and in this case, the um, the the cobbled together things are tr- truly. Horrific monstrosities. You get a clab crawd diving suit monster dude, a drill faced gas mi- gas mask spider guy in stilts. Uh, this walking eight ball with a swastika thing with a with a with like a brain on top and, and a couple of legs that's stumbling around. Right. It's just mondo bizarro patched together creatures that these Russian soldiers go in and um, uh, find some just some brutal ends. It's a very it's a shaky cam movie uh, that. That's filmed like it's in Super Eight, right, right, right. So it 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 there's it, yeah. it, it often stops and it kind of kind of burns down and then starts back up again. And, and it, I find it, you know, I don't like shaky cam for that reason. Um, and and it is so gory. I this movie made me queasy. I don't Ooh. I don't know if it was queasy because it was so so goddamn gory. Right, right, right. Or if right. it's because it's probably in addition to the fact that that it's shaky cam. Yeah. Fits and starts kind of a thing. Right, but, uh, right. At, at the same time, it has that kind of oddly a war documentary feel. Sure, because it's mm-hmm. it, and, and, and by, in, intentionally, except for the characters are just so broad, and and you know that there's like a couple of guys who don't say anything in their platoon. It's like you guys are gonna get it first, and I think the captain's gonna get it because then there's gonna be a power struggle for who's gonna be in charge of the platoon. Does it does stuff. it pull on any of the the original Mary Mary Shelley Frankenstein elements? I mean, say, uh, say for the fact that they're doing experimentation. Well, there's, the, I think it's a man playing God. It's uh, okay. He's that that he's using. He's creating, uh, cobbling together things and charging them up with electricity. Right. But he he's not. He no. This guy he's trying to create. He's just he's just he's just off his rocker. Yeah. 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 Right? Okay. And and um, there's it's a great reveal when you finally figure out who the 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 he's a Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, and. You know that they, the the ending of there's a there's a betrayal in the middle of the movie, which is, which actually helps really really sell this thing. Uh, it, the story is, it's kind of shaky, sure, uh, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I I think it 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 resembles. There's another movie that it's actually a better made movie, uh-huh. Overlord. Which, oh yeah, Overlord's awesome. Oh yeah, um, Overlord's which, awesome. Which is it feels like that's Castle Wolfenstein the movie. Sure. And mm-hmm. and, it, and action packed and and So you're and, you're saying you're saying Overlord does not qualify as a Frankenstein film. In no, your, it is. In your, oh, okay. No, it is. Okay. I, I, but I've talked about I've talked about Overlord oh, before and I just gotcha, wanted gotcha. To, I wanted to bring gotcha, up Frankenstein's gotcha. army because it's gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think also Frankenstein's army really goes for it relative to the the there the, my favorite one was this it it was a guy Who's he's got the head of a like a a, a a a propeller, right? Like a like a like a uh, like an old Russian fighter plane yeah. head with a propeller, and you know they there's some poor kid who gets sucked into this chute and gets chopped up by the propeller head thing, and it comes out, and it's just it's a you know it's just messy, and there's like lots of lots of skulls cracked open and brains getting sliced in half and brains getting merged together and. It's just, it's really, it's really, yeah, if you like sloppy, gross, gory action movies. This is like Meatball. Uh, <laughs> it's a Meatball Machine. Yeah, meatball, meatball Machine. It is, machine it is very, it's, it's done, done Russian through Frankenstein. Right. Uh, I don't know, actually think that it's actually a Russian production. I think it was filmed, some, filmed in Eastern Europe somewhere. Okay. Yeah, is it, I is think it, it was. Is it Russian made? Because everybody's speaking English. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know. You know, the, the, the acting is not good. Sure. But that's not the point. Right, this right, one, right, this right. One, this one is going... Let's show you 
let's show you these these you know metal metal monstrosities. They're not you know it's not the classic charming sympathetic Frankenstein monster. These are yeah these are these are golems made together out of some bizarro evil evil Nazi. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like what is it? Uh, what's the dead snow? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Same. I mean, it's kind of same kind of yeah. same kind of feel. Sure. Right? It's, okay. It's, it's you know Nazis are bad and right and and you know they're probably cooking up something you know because you know that they're just up to something really really awful that we just didn't know about because of all these experiments that they were Nazis were always experimenting with something and that right and that's certainly yeah. the, the 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 way that Overlord treats it too. Yep. Um. Overlord is a much slicker, much better production with much better acting. Okay. This one is got more more gonzo and and actually when the shaky cam when you run into the the creatures and and you're racing down the hallway, it yeah, it you, your your blood your your heart gets racing. It's it's it's, it's right. kind of kind of cool. Anyways, Frankenstein's right. Army 2013. Liz. Okay, my uh number one pick is the 2002 Lucky McKee film May, which is probably mm. one oh, of the yeah. only yes. horror like a uh, Frankenstein movies Great that call. I actually really Great like. Call. Yeah. Um okay, so May stars Angela Bettis as the titular May and she's got kind of a lazy eye and she was bullied and one day her mom gives her this um, doll named Susie and says, if you can't find a friend, you just have to make one. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. May takes that to heart as she grows up and she's still kind of being bullied. She's a creepy looking girl. She's got her mm-hmm. lazy eyes. She's very quiet. And all she wants to do is be like Anna Faris, who plays, um, oh, shoot. Her sexy friend. Yeah, yeah, her sexy friend who's right, right. like outgoing and the boys like her and she just wants to be like that. And she meets this mechanic oh, God, played by so... Jeremy Sisto yes. and she just loves his hands. So <laughs> as she's coming through the movie, she's focusing on different parts of people because May is going to make herself a friend. Uh, Frankensteining ensues. <laughs> so, uh, this one came a... out in 2002. Yeah. It's. I think it's like a little bit of a cult classic now. It is. Know. Oh, for it's sure. Um, it's horror and gore, big time gore. It's sad at the end because yeah. she, even with her creation, you know, is like, look at me to the animal and gives up her own eye to put it in. Yeah, that's her right. Friend. Yeah, so it's really touching and really sad and. It it's a great little film and and it but is. it it makes you squirm because of yes. how awkward she is. Yeah, yes, she's so awkward. She's um, awkward. Angela Bettis is great, but she's very very awkward. Especially yeah, all, all in of this. her interactions are awkward. Uh, yeah, her her pursuit of the gentleman is so awkward and yeah. so yeah. weird. Well, the other, but I, I think Jeremy Sisto also plays. I think he at least plays it kind of cool. He doesn't like outright. Yeah, he's, he's not like, mean he's to like, her. Hey, right. listen, May, I don't have time for this right now. Right, right, right. right. And, and he has a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But he's not mean to her, or you know, yeah. or anything or like that. Yeah. He kind of puts up with her. Right. Uh, but yeah. she's weird, and yeah. he knows that. Weirdo so. stalker. Yes, a very weirdo stalker. Um, but it's really, really good. And I think most people, our listeners, have probably seen May. But if not, this is one to go out. And it's not going to be, you know, punching you in the face with Frankenstein traditional. No, uh-uh. But it but is it a is Frankenstein, Frankenstein story. She Absolutely. is, you know, making her own friend. She's a she's a seamstress. She's yeah. a seamstress. And she is putting it to good use. Putting it to good use. If you can't. Make friends, or if you don't have any friends, you make some. Yeah, but but her, yeah, but yeah, it's not. She doesn't have the ability to bring them back. <laughs> so no, no, that's she's the problem. Just, she's just she's like working on it, stitching together some corpses. That's in May too. Yep. All right. Speaking of uh, punching in the face with Frankenstein, this is a uh, film that was originally titled Frankenstein's Castle. Then it became Frankenstein 1960. Then it became Frankenstein 2000. But ultimately, they landed on. Frankenstein 70, which is kind of weird since the film was done. It was called Frankenstein 1970, even though the film was done in 1958. Maybe in 1958 they thought 
1970 was going to be very different. So Frankenstein 1970 originally was a double feature with uh, the Queen of Outer Space, and it stars Boris Karloff. All right. Ah. Yes, and to your point, uh, it actually also has Nazis. Uh, Boris Karloff is plays uh, Victor von Frankenstein, who suffered torture and disfigurement at the hands of the Nazis during World War II. He's totally disfigured. He's his whole Frank the whole Frankenstein family empire has fallen apart. And so he needs to continue to support because he's Frankenstein. He's got experiments to do. He's got work to do. He's got to to turn back the hands of time. And so uh, in order to fund his Frankenstein efforts, he allows a television crew to come in and shoot a horror film about Frankenstein. At his castle in Germany. True story. And this is 19... True story. This yeah. is 1958. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this might be the first meta horror meta, movie meta. Of, all, <laughs> of all time. And so it's this like, it's this great cast and crew of people, of, of film actors who are at Dr. Frankenstein's castle. And, you know, you got the, you got the sort of the blonde bombshell, you got the pushy agent, you got the, you know, the boyfriend, you got the, you know, the, 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 the bumbling director, you've got sort of all this whole cast and characters. Meanwhile, little do they know that the Frankenstein legend is really true. And Dr. Frankenstein, Boris Karloff, is really honest to God trying to resurrect a Frankenstein monster in the basement while they're shooting their stupid Frankenstein movie upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things come uh, 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 colliding together towards the end of the film. But it, I will say this, it's got one of the, it's got probably one of my all time favorite opening scenes and opening sequences. And, you know, it is a very luscious film. It is shot in, you know, it was shot in 1958. It's all in black and white, but it is, it's got that great, very grand Hollywood backlot uh, soundstage sort of setup to both the interior of the uh, the Frankenstein castle, but also the exterior shots where they're like in a swamp. And it's just, it really, really is great. Harkens back to a much, much different time. I do recommend it. Uh, of all of the probably 15 plus Frankenstein movies I watched, I would say this was one of the better ones because it was kind of it was fun and it was campy and it was kind of interesting and it kept in line with all of the the Frankenstein tropes, but most importantly, it starred Boris Karloff. There you go. Yeah, hmm. Boris. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I had I have two films that are very different and I'm both of them very well known. Yeah. Um, and I'm opting to go with the fun one. Oh, okay. Actually, they're both fun. Okay. My other pick was The Reanimator. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very a Frankenstein f- story. Yep. Frankenstein story for sure. Herbert West playing, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs playing Herbert West, Reanimator, playing Lovecraft, Victor, all that kind of stuff. Victor Von Frankenstein. But I, I, I have to go, because it's also on my top, tw- it was on my top, uh, we'll what? see if it's on my top 25 this this next time around, I, yeah. it's Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Heck yeah! Uh, it, it because it is so lovingly done, mm-hmm. and almost it, I think it is Mel Brooks' most closely one for one, uh, to a a source material that he ever did. Mm. I think that that his I, it, and I think I still think it's his funniest movie, and mm-hmm. he's done a lot of funny movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, okay, and uh, but I think one of the reasons why I have to say this is because I've run into a number of people who, who they, they've never seen because the, they they think a seventy four movie, right? It's like that's an old. Mo- Do yourself a favor, see Young Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, Madeline yeah. Kahn, Marty Feldman, Peter Boyle, Cloris Leachman, yeah. Terry Garr. You know, and it's and and uh, Gene Hackman playing the yeah. hermit. You know, I mean, it's like it is. There are so many funny laugh out loud moments, and at the same time, it's very very close to the bone for actually yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the true Frankenstein thing, and and they down to the way that they do it in black and white with the glow, right? Like the, right, the, the right. soft focus whenever it goes to they, the the there's there's a thing in '30s movies. Where they backlight the the the, yeah. the like particularly the women, right? And then it's like mm-hmm. soft focus on them, and they glow from behind. Behind, yeah, yeah. They do they 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 figured all that stuff out. The big the big stage productions where it looks like it's like a thirty foot high ceiling, um, but then you get some just pure wackiness like, 
if you're blue and you don't know where to <laughs> go, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> or or Marty Marty Feldman, you know, that when it's like walk this way, and then they, and they all sort of bend over and yeah, walk, walk like that way. Hunched, hunched over I, Igor, right, right, you right, know, and you know, and and they play off on the um uh the again the Gene Hackman bit with the with the the cigar which is actually a one for one from Bride of Frankenstein. Right, 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 right. And, and they light Peter Boyle's thumb on fire and he's like, <laughs> it is it is you don't have to know anything about Frankenstein to have it be funny, but if you right. know Frankenstein, it's doubly funny. And, right, right, and, right, right, right. You know, and and uh, you know, every time that Cloris Leachman shows up as Frau Bluchel and you hear this <laughs> right, the, right, the horse right. in the background just I I think the other, sometimes I, I get critical on Mel Brooks because I think he loses. There's a lot his f- films lose focus. Sure, right where they they tend that he'll they they just he wants to go for the funny Jewish joke for yeah the sake yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. I, as much of a Star Wars fan as I am I'm not a big fan of Spaceballs. What uh, you know it's like and, and I I get you know I know all the I get all the jokes but it's like nah eh, it's not it's not it's not as on point as I as I'd like it to be where. I think Frankenstein, right down to just every every element that they that they produce, shows that he loves the source material, and he understands how to take that that source material and just make it wicked funny. Do so. you well, do do you think do you think like society is a just aged out of it like because of the like the original Frankenstein is like it's well almost a hundred years old now, and that type of humor is is an older and yeah. less used type of humor in film that we've just sort of I, aged I, out I, of. I it. don't know. I, you know, I would I would I would go to the mat saying that like cuz I the I still think it's funny, but yeah. I am just wondering how many people are like actually disconnected from that and may not be able to even I I it's, I, it, it, I can't I I think it's still just so if, I I think yeah. I think there's some films like um but uh, Mel Brooks films like Blazing Saddles, History of the World, those are all still funny. They're still funny. Oh yeah, yeah I right. I think yeah. they are and, too. You know, yeah, or yeah, you yeah. go to something like like the airplane movie, which yeah, you know, the, we yeah. don't have we don't have airplane disaster movies anymore, you right? Know, and so you know, if you're growing up with that, but you watch Airplane, it's hysterical. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just that brand of if you don't like that joke, I got another one coming in two minutes, and it's going to be fun. And it's like right, we're gonna, right, right, right. We're going to find a way to make you laugh. Um, and and actually, um, the, uh, this is probably the first movie like I saw this. When I, so this movie came out in '74, so I was just yeah five years old yeah yeah when this movie came out sure sure my parents took us to the drive-in they wanted to see it was a double feature of Young Frankenstein and Paper Moon which was <laughs> I forget who the the, the uh, Warren uh, Beatty and Ryan O'Neill Ryan O'Neill Ryan, Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill Tatum O'Neill yeah yeah okay anyways I. That that movie went completely over my head, but I was like, "But we're gonna go watch Frankenstein." <laughs> right, 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 right. And then as soon as the movie kicked uh, on, my sister and I hid uh, hid behind the seats because we got so scared. Right, 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 right. Um, and and but my mom and dad were laughing and laughing and laughing, and we'd look at we didn't get the jokes because. And fast right. forward, fast forward, you're a pod, horror podcaster. Exactly. So that's, thank you. That's where it started. Me, taking me to the. You know, I knew that's where it started. As much as I say that, like Night of the Living Dead was sort of my first yeah, kind yeah. of baptism in this kind of stuff. No. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Young, Young Frankenstein was the first time that I actually was ever taken to okay, a quote-unquote horror movie. You hear, you I heard like it, it here first. Yeah, and it is, it's, it's delightful. And uh, I would say, yeah, for people, because the thirty-one Frankenstein movie and and Bride of Frankenstein, they're about an hour and ten minutes apiece. Yeah, yeah. Watch them and then watch Young, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and then you'll go, wow, yeah, that yeah. was that was so cool. Okay, you so, got you got to come over and tell my boys that because they they will, will not watch Young Frankenstein. I cannot. I've tried for what? years to get them, and they refuse yeah. to watch it. They're <laughs> no. like, nope, it's black so and white, nope, mm. not interested, not doing it. I'm oh. like, please just watch this movie. So you got to come over and you got to yeah. you got to proselytize some more. Yeah, that's right. It's like there's there's beauty in black in, in those old black and, and don't white tell movies. them that this was but it's not old black and white it's podcaster. black and white by a sort like by well, a choice. Yeah. choice yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no it wasn't because it was the only option right it's right. not it that was, old it, it is it is an homage it is yeah. a perfect homage oh yeah yeah hundred percent anyway so let's let's uh, let's recount what what we oh, got oh my gosh yeah monster. so uh, Liz what did you have 
Okay, I had Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, number four, so it's a 2022 film. I had Ken Russell's 1986 Gothic, and Lucky McKee's directorial debut, the 2002 film May. All right, I had uh, 1973's uh, Flesh for Frankenstein, also known <laughs> as Andy Warhol's Frankenstein, yeah. uh, 1944's House of Frankenstein, and 1958's, don't be confused here, 1958's Frankenstein 1970. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that, that, that is a sometimes hard to connect the dots there. Uh, I have the 2019 uh, Larry Fessenden um, Frankenstein in disguise under yep. the name Depraved. I have also the 2013, I think it was 2013. Let me double check this thing. Um, Frankenstein's Army, yes, 2013, directed by Richard Raphorst. Uh, a super gory, shaky cam, um, uh, scrap metal, and body parts um, uh, war movie. And then I uh, would top that off with the absolute classic 1974 Mel Brooks uh, homage, Young Frankenstein. Um, I think I would also direct folks to make sure it's like, uh, don't don't cheat yourself out on the original on the on the thirty one and and Bride of Frankenstein two of the two of the seminal movies of the of the genre and uh, I also liked Overlord and Reanimator. Oh my God, mm-hmm. you you crammed a lot in there. I did. So, anyways, uh, we, who's got who's got a good tagline to go out with? Uh, I don't have a tagline, but I do have a warning from nineteen seven uh, from nineteen fifty eight. Okay, Frankenstein nineteen seventy. <laughs> and the warning, the warning on the film poster is warning. Frankenstein 1970 is the most blood-freezing horror ever created. This picture may be too dangerous for people with weak hearts. Exclamation point. Beware! Exclamation point. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. 